T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. When I go out to the woods, and I did this when I did the uh, the hot chocolate run on Sunday morning at Forest Park. So, you know, I do the uh, the announcements at the end of the the race and the run. I had my little hand warmers. You know, those things oh, that those you shake up. Work. I think we need those for the studio. You in know here. what? I have some. I'll bring a box in. I had hand warmers over the weekend that worked like seven or eight hours later. What? They were still warm. Where'd you Premium get those? hand warmers. Um, I don't know online somewhere. Sometimes oh, they they work warm. pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I'm impressed by the that. The foot warmers friend. don't work as well. Oh, I think I, that might be what I I have. used the foot warmers on Sunday. They worked just fine. They okay. made a difference, Good. right? The toe warmers. I There's don't know no reason yeah. we can't hold those in our hands. But look, right? what is it right now? It's like 50-something degrees in St. Louis, isn't it? Or in the <laughs> 52. 40s. 52. Yeah, 52. And it's here. It's 33 in the studio, and it's always that temperature. So uh, very, very cold. I'm very excited. I don't have it on right now. can't show it off to the cameras in the studio, but I got my suit here in the office because Ooh. I'm going to the Jack Buckle Awards. It fits. I didn't try it on, actually. <laughs> don't get him started. Just, it's going to fit well, because if you remember, I came back from the Derby when I didn't even wear the suit for the Derby. I ended up not going with the suit, and I should have probably worn the suit. Yeah. But then I needed to find a dry cleaner. That was one of the reasons I didn't wear the suit. I couldn't find a damn dry cleaner because they all shut down. So found one. So right. it's the, everything's nice and neat and dry cleaned. Oh, I but, love that. Okay, but the dilemma, this is why I didn't wear it today in the studio. Because remember, we got Kilmeade coming to town, and I'm probably going to have to wear the suit. I think I'm definitely wearing a suit on Friday. You don't right? want to crease. No, no, but here's... You know, today, this is a smart move for you not to wear it in here. Right, but I might have to wear... i got to see how many people might be at the event tonight compared to Friday. I think I'm only going to wear the same tie. I don't think I can mix up the ties. Because my other ties, I was telling Abby, they're more spring ties. They're a little pink in there. Well, that's okay. No, I don't think so. Okay. Not for the... Not for the... You know... Not for kill me. Seasonal wardrobe effectiveness is very, very important. Is this like no white shoes after Labor Day? Yeah, stuff like that. Even though you're wearing it twice... (laughs) <laughs> you got such high standards. That's true. That's yeah, a good you see point. what I mean. But no, you Sometimes. don't want to wear like a, a some some sort of tie that you would wear in the spring or the summer at an event in December. People are going to point and say, "Look at that dumb tie." It depends. Let me look at it. All right. All well, right. I do have a good tie that I'm going to wear, so uh, we'll have to see. And by the way, this is the other. And this is serious because I went on this um, 
this trek to find a tie for the Derby in May, you cannot find a lot of ties because people don't wear... Well, Abby, you used an example with your own father, right? Yeah, he used to wear ties every day to work, and he doesn't really now oh. since the pandemic. So he just has this collection of ties that he doesn't use as much anymore. You can find a lot of ties at thrift shops. Sure you oh. can. Oh. Very cheap. Fred That's used to true. wear a lot of ties. You don't wear ties as much anymore, do you? No, I have yeah. to dig one out for Friday. But, but people... Does your neighbor I, Joyce buy you ties as well as shirts, or is it just shirts, Fred? I haven't gotten to ties yet. Okay. Uh, I I'm I would be more than happy to go and try to find. I mean, I literally, I think I threw out all my other ties. I have like three total, and two of them are not winter ties. So all we'll right. wear the same ties. You know, week. I did get a good skin cap. Or what are they, a skull cap? You got a skull cap? Yeah, what is it's, happening? It's so huge. I can only wear it when it's dark out because it's kind of embarrassing. It's huge. So I wear it when I walk the dog at night. You mean to keep how your head warm? How can a skull yeah, cap be huge? Yeah, how can a yes. skull cap? Oh, I'll, like bring tightly... in, I'll bring it into work uh, and show you. Uh, we can it... get you a fitted one. Is it just thick? <laughs> yeah, or... it's thick. Okay. It's really thick. Oh, okay. All right. It, it, like I'm envisioning one of those things like <laughs> I am too. I Putin's not soldiers might wear or something, something like that. No. It's not a... Okay. I've got more Fred Bottenheimer news. Can we get to Sue's Let's news? Let's do it. These allegations are deeply concerning. Does the president have any comment? We're not going to comment. It's not clear messaging. No, 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 no. And now, Sue's news. Brought to you by Sue. Uh, you know, Mark Reardon, how we continue to peel back the onion that is Fred Bottenheimer. Oh, it's a fascinating experience. There's going to be Fred Bottenheimer over there, ladies. Pretty and sure before my career is over, I'm going to end up doing a documentary on Fred. It's been <laughs> my dream to do a documentary. I think he's my subject. Come on, yeah. I hope I'm in it. Uh, last night, I was out to dinner with my friend Mark Close, and uh, and uh, Andrew and Rachel, and we said to Mark, uh, "Hey, somebody said to Mark, hey, do you know Fred? Fred Bottenheimer." And Mark Close said, do I know Fred? I used to pay Fred to come with me to do DJ gigs because I didn't want to be by myself. Oh, my God. Yes! Another little yes! tidbit. Every, yes! every Saturday night for about two, maybe three years, we were together at a different wedding reception. And this people so would pay the big dollars. I'm telling you. They pay the big bucks to get Mark Close to announce their wedding what, what reception. Era? What era? 80s. 80s. 80s yeah. Uh-huh. Early 80s. So I'm wait, not done. How did, okay, this is yeah. fascinating. You might not get to do any other series today. I know, I know, today. I know. <laughs> so, um, you know, I would go with him every night. I'd go to his house Saturday nights, hop in the car with well, him. Just to put it, just I want to let you continue, but I don't want to lose people okay. because some people came over here from the Camo X side. I'm a lot of people in St. Louis know who Mark Close is, legendary yes. disc jockey, Casey, but also yes. worked with Dave on on this station uh, yes. for a while too. Yes. And anyway, just to we, set we were, the context. There. Yes, I'm sorry about that. Yes, we were all there, and uh, I said, "Well, that's interesting, uh, Mark, that you would pay him to do such a thing." Uh, what did you think of, of Fred? He said, "You know what, Fred had." Fred had some hipster shoes. I said, huh. uh, what does that mean to Mark Close? What is hipster shoes? He said, you have to ask Fred. Fred, what kind of shoes were you wearing? I'm trying to think back to the early 80s. You, know what, was, you know what was, I'm just going to say maybe, because I wore these and I can't even believe that I wore them wow. at this point. But I wore Doc Martens. Like oh, little, those are kind of hipster, right? There they was like maybe a two-year yeah, period yeah. where I wore Doc Martens. I might have worn the Walmart Martens. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say yours are a little higher. You know, yeah. Fred's got the 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 less expensive hipster shoes. I'm embarrassed. I can't remember what what it was. Now uh, this has some theme music because Mark Close. Uh, when we had a discussion, I said, "Now listen, you understand that Fred Bottenheimer is the show's." Most knowledgeable person about Gilligan's Island. And I know a lot, but he's got me beat. He has five or six uh, books on the subject. Mm-hmm. And Close said, really? Ask him this. 
In the beginning of the show, when they're there on the dock and they're about to sail off for their three-hour tour, there is a flagpole, and the flag is at half-mast. Why, Fred, is the flag at half-mast? That's a really good one. I don't wow. know that. I don't know. I don't know that one either. Did JFK. He? JFK assassination. Oh. Wow. How about that? That's interesting. Or so says close. Right, but you know, he's suspect. Like That's good to know. Uh-huh. And there we have it. Yet another layer. That is really, really fascinating. I love that. I love that. So, how did we not so know we, that? We played music. It was all on cassettes then. <laughs> but how did you? So we had to carry really? tons and tons of cassettes. Why not vinyl? It was the eighties. Uh, no, it was it was cassettes. No, it was cassettes. But how and did you? Huge, heavy speakers. Okay, but how did you know Mr. Close when he was Mark working at KMOX? He worked at KMOX uh-huh. in the early eighties. Eighty-three, eighty-four. I, I had to train him how to cover news stories. Uh-huh. So this was before his Casey days. No, this, this is was after. After, after the Casey when he days. turned yeah. thirty, they said to him, but they said to him at Casey, you know, you might be a little too old to play the rock and roll. And Bob Hyland hired him and put him on Camel X for and two didn't, years. Didn't know what to do with him, so um, <laughs> I had to teach him how to cover uh, stories. So he'd go out with me on news stories, and I had <laughs> to teach him how to write a lead. Isn't this fascinating? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was great. So then we just started working together on Saturday nights. Mark Close truly, like, I think it would be generally accepted one of the, the genuinely nice people in radio. 100% yeah. yes. Yep. He is Maybe great. the opposite of me, if you really think down deep and hard <laughs> I'm about sure it. I have to think that far. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just kidding. He is great. He really is great. But I love all Fred's stories. And he said, yeah, I would pay Fred because I didn't want to go by myself. He was the biggest guest at my, tw- at my surprise 25th birthday party. Oh, yeah? I he showed up. Everybody that. there was like... Whoa! You know Mark Close? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. All right. On this day in history, well, do we have any more questions for Fred? I mean, that's pretty good. Hipster (laughs) shoes, trivia questions. I have a list in my pocket of taking questions from three reporters, and I think I've already answered those three questions. (laughs) This date in history, 186 years ago, that would be in 1836 if you're doing the math, Martin Van Buren was elected the eighth president of the United States. Now, this is what's interesting. He was the first president who was actually born a U.S. citizen. That's right. The eighth president was our first one. So all the others were born in England? Uh Uh-huh. Or other countries. He was called the Little Magician because he was five foot six. Woof. Didn't know that. He was still taller than James Madison, who was five foot four and weighed 100 pounds. James Madison weighed 100 pounds? 100 pounds. Come on. When he was seven? (laughs) Well, no. As an adult, he was 100. That that doesn't Uh even seem possible. Uh They were small, small people. Okay. Five, six, five, four. So much Isn't that crazy? Not as much fast food back then. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, 100 pounds? 100 pounds. And 81 years ago today, in 1941, of course, it's D-Day. Uh, well, oh, do you want me to set that up again? Well, I don't think it was D-Day, though, sorry, was it? Sorry. Or was it Pearl sorry, Harbor? Sorry, Pearl Harbor. Yeah, okay. I you want to try read. again? But here we go. You're ready. It's like that. Japanese <laughs> have attacked Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, by air, President Roosevelt has just announced. The attack also was made on all naval and military activities on the principal island of Oahu. Wow. Or, or Oahu. Oahu. If <laughs> I don't think I ever heard that thing. Speak. I've heard that what's... clip for 50 years, and I don't think I ever recognized it. you know what's interesting, Mouse? That's not real. They had to recreate that clip because they couldn't find the original one. Oh, I didn't know that. So a couple years later, they recreated it. That's really interesting. (laughs) It's kind of cheaty. And what's my problem with the D-Day? It's National Day of Remembrance. And that was what forced the U.S. into World War II. I have FDR the day after. Do you want me to play that, too? Yeah, can I have that? Yesterday, 
December 7, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. You know, I, I have a great picture I didn't pull out today, but usually I, I put my picture taken of the United States, uh, the American flag from the USS Arizona and the memorial, which I mm. would highly recommend you do. If you're there, it's still amazing to me. There's still oil leaking underneath wow. the water from that day. How many years ago? Uh, yeah, oh 81. God. And it's uh, a little sad because I've mentioned this before, too. The first couple of times I went to the Arizona, I think I've been there three now. The first two times I was there, there were people that were there on that day that had their photo albums and they were sharing stories. And you just there's only a few remaining anymore. Wow. So that's not going to happen. We've got a new study that looked at the makes and models most likely to get you to 250,000 miles if you're driving a vehicle. Uh, If you want your next one to be on the road that long, your best bet is either a truck or an SUV. Um, Eight of the top 10 are trucks and SUVs. Here are the top 10. Okay, number 10 is a Toyota Highlander Hybrid which average, if they've got people who've driven it to 245,000 miles, a Toyota Avalon, 246, Honda Ridgeline is 8, Chevy Tahoe is 7, a Prius is 6, a GMC Yukon at 252,000, Toyota Tundra, Chevy Suburban at number 3, Toyota Land Cruiser, and the Sequoia. 1% of them make it at least 297,000 miles. Abby, how, much, how many miles do you have on your car? On my car right now, it's just a little under 200, I think. Man, that's wow, impressive. That's really on my good. last one, I was super duper close to 300 before it was Whoa. totaled. So. Oh, I turned total? over 98,000 today on my Tucson Hyundai. <laughs> well, and it hasn't been stolen. <laughs> no. Well, you know what? That may be the most impressive thing about that. Uh, and we also had a story today about the... Um, There's a person who was on TikTok, of course, I know that will not surprise you, who has to pay a $285 fine for hitting a golf ball into the Grand Canyon. What is the matter with people? (laughs) Why do you do that? In October. People are dumb, that's why. Yes. Katie Sigmund. Yeah, and he filmed it and he put it on TikTok. Yeah, it's it's a a female. It's a female, wow. Katie Sigmund posted a video where she hits a golf ball at Mather Point and sends her club flying into the canyon as well. Uh, she was charged with two misdemeanors for the stunt. And, of course, she posted it, so that's how they found her. Well, Hello. It was a really big hole-in-one. <sighs> <sighs> Federal charge. That's true, Fred. It probably happens way, way too often, which is why they want to set an example of that's someone true. who's dumb enough to put it on social media, right? That's true. She settled out of court last month for a $285 fine. Uh, by the way, this is a food story. Usually I save for Jane, but it's... I'm t- oh. The people that make Hellman's and Best Foods mayonnaise want you to try mixing mayonnaise into your eggnog. Anyone? No. No. no okay. No thanks. Eggs are the third ingredient in mayo, and they claim it works even better than egg yolks. Fred, do you drink eggnog? Oh, yeah, I do. I love it. Yeah? I just you, have to drink not too much of it. Man, that stuff is caloric. Abby? I'll have a cup of season. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, are you a drinker I, I, I of eggnog? I don't believe I've had eggnog in maybe 20 years. Maybe is it, 20. It's is been it a long a, time. I don't really hate it, but it's not, not my thing. Plus, I don't drink, so people put the uh, oh, well, alcohol Oh, you can get it, it alcohol-free. Well, I know that, yeah. but isn't the point yeah, I drink sort it of putting straight. alcohol? In right, it. just plain old eggnog. Really? That's what I do, just That's plain old too. eggnog. Yep. I'm uh, going to have to make a change this holiday season, people. <laughs> it's, I'm going to have some eggnog. It's got to be popular because they've got all sorts of different flavors in the yeah. grocery yeah, store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I like a little cinnamon in there. Mm. They're selling a blended version called Frozen Mayo Nog. Okay, that's <laughs> all right. It's at a place in New York this month, and uh, you can actually get it through December the 15th. Here's what it's got. Four teaspoons of mayonnaise along with milk, heavy cream, simple syrup, nutmeg, vanilla, and cinnamon. I don't think that makes it really any more appealing. And finally in Sue's News, we have today's random fact. <clears throat> Did you know there was a real Dr. Pepper? What? I did know that. Yeah, he was a pharmacist named Charles Alderton. He created the soda, and his boss named it after Dr. Charles T. Pepper, who he'd worked with earlier in his career and liked well enough to call the soda Dr. Pepper. And that's wow. it for Sue's News. There you go. Sue's News for a Wednesday edition on 97.1 FM Talk. Usually Alex Rich is with us hanging out in Hayes from Y98. Alex likes to tell us like the morning of when he's out of town and he's gallivanting in Miami. Oh, yeah. Forgot to tell you I wasn't there, but Hayes is coming up. I got some good stuff for him next on 97.1 FM Talk. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Wednesday afternoon, St. Louis is home for Conservative Talk, 97.1 FM Talk. Sue Thomas in the house. Hayes from Y98 also with us this afternoon. Alex Rich is taking another Wednesday off. It's I nice, guess. isn't it? I guess so. That, that, that He has what the definition of FOMO is, the fear of missing out. Yeah. This guy is everywhere. Now, where is he now? He's down in Miami with his NBA buddy, right? I, I guess so. Yeah, that's what he yeah. told me this morning. He failed to tell me that he would not be there on the Wednesday <laughs> show, so I'm gathering topics. You know, I like to talk with you guys. We have a lot of fun. He's like, oh, I forgot to tell Reardon that I wasn't going to be there. So I'm Oops. sure in a haze of his own, Yay. he texted me and said, I'm not going to be there this afternoon. And it's it's unfortunate because I get these wild inspirations. And I'll just toss this out to you. And maybe it's just me because I'm weird, which is probably the case. But I had a great setup for Alex because every once in a while, and I was thinking about this last night. I was listening to a song. I love bass patterns in a song. Do you pay attention yeah. to the bass patterns? Yeah, I do. At times, yeah, yeah. pretty much. So I love, fellow it, DJ, old school DJ, like right. vinyl. So, yes. But have you ever thought about what would you, like, if I were to ask you, like, if I was going to ask Alex this question, what would you come back as in another life? And Alex would probably say a woman. I was going to say that was disqualifying. <laughs> but what would you come back, because I have two answers, and one of them would be, a bass player, like a cool bass player. Oh, that's interesting. However, there's downsides to that, too, because, really, do the chicks look at the bass player? I don't think so. They look at the lead singer and the guitar player, right? Well, I guess... Well, here's a surprise. I haven't thought of it from the what-will-the-chicks-think angle. Well, I'm Where, a man, I, mm, so uh, I must. I would come back as a weather person. I don't, really? I don't know if they... Huh? I would like to be a weather 
uh, reporter. Okay, that's not a meteorologist? I would be a meteorologist. Okay, right. I guess yeah. I've done the reporter part. That's not the meteorologist. Why does I would that do fascinate that. you? Well, in the TV newsroom, you get your own little section, right? You do your own thing in the weather, and it's science, and it's interesting, and nobody really bothers you, but you can be friendly. So and you can be wrong. Hayes, let, let's let's test this out for a second. Okay. Oh, oh. So, like Hayes and I, you've spent the majority of your career in broadcasting. Yes. You've experienced this industry. Yes. You see, and you feel like when you are reincarnated as another person, <laughs> this is the industry that you choose when you come back. I must well, question that. Yeah, I, that's a fair, fair yeah. questioning. But yeah, I would go that direction. And hopefully I would have started before TV goes all the way. Yeah. You good, know, good but yeah, it's that. fun. It's fun over there in the <laughs> weather right. department. Hayes, do you, I have another answer. This is the one that I've always dreamt of, and I'll explain it in a second. But well, you, you said an you, you would be a guitarist, right? I think that the, the guitarist is like a sexy instrument, you know? Mm-hmm. And not like the, like a, you know, the guy playing, playing the tambourine probably doesn't get any love at all. <laughs> you know? No, that's true. You know, so at least you got the bass going for you. So you got a big, sexy instrument yeah. on stage and you're strumming it. Sorry, we went there, but you know, not a bad choice. I, I really, I do deep down, this is, this is the part that I'm being serious. I love, I, I think the bass is an underappreciated instrument for in real? all of music, and I love to listen to bass patterns, and I'm kind of fascinated by it. I've never picked up a bass in my life, but I thought, you know, being a bass player would be kind of cool. But the other one for me is, I'll just toss this out there, see if we can inspire you. And this would require more suits, okay? Admittedly, I've, I've been a little suit challenged. Got to wear a suit tonight and a suit on Friday, Hayes. That's not yeah. something radio guys do very often. Not much. I would love to come back as not an NBA coach, a college bas- basketball coach. Oh, oh I could appreciate fun. that. Because yeah, be you fun. get to yell at people. Yeah. You get to stomp. You, know, you get to dress pretty nice. I mean, a lot of these guys, they dress mm-hmm. it up pretty good. So I think being a college basketball coach would be a lot of fun in another life as well. So yep. that's that, those are my two goals. So right. I don't know if I have control over that or not. So we're start, we're talking about a career or, you know, I guess I've always had this dream of just being this rock star, right? And I mean, maybe that's how I kind of, I'm far from it on the radio, but the top 40 radio, but like just being a lead singer and having those vocals to sing. Because I yeah. have a couple of friends that are, you know, doing pretty good in their career. And I'm just like... Man, still doing it after all these years, writing their own music. I wish I had that talent. That would be cool. But did you ever try when you were younger? Because this, this is how I mean. For I me, it was doing that. music was the was the inspiration for me. It was listening. Yeah, we're a little. I'm a little older than you, but it was mid 1970s. Listening to the radio in WLS in Chicago, hearing all these songs that were mm-hmm. sort of opening up, you know, different avenues for me. And then I picked up a guitar in 1970, and I bought a Fender Mustang, and I failed to recognize at the time that it might be important if you're dreaming of a career like that or you want to be a rock star or a musician yeah. that you might have to learn how to play the <laughs> instrument. Yeah. I passed over the whole learning the instrument stage, Wait. which was a bit of an issue. And you didn't go back? You didn't take a lesson or you never thought? I, I never took a lesson. You know, there were these kids in my neighborhood who had a band at the time and what they, th- this is maybe my big miss. Maybe this is where my dream comes for as a bass player because mm-hmm. they, I was messing around with this guitar and they were trying to put a band together and they said, hey, why don't you play bass? We'll teach you how to play bass. And I was stubborn. I probably thought at the time I was 11 years old. I'm like, no, what does the bass player get? Yeah. There's no attention. There's no chicks like digging the bass player. So I stuck with the guitar, refused to learn it, and ended up in radio. That should tell you right there. Yeah. I made bad decisions. That, that, that doesn't really track there. Not even a good go tell Aunt Rody, go yeah. tell Aunt Rody. Nothing? You, yeah. Th- that's a coincidence because uh, my father got me a harmony guitar, an acoustic guitar, when I was about nine or ten, Ooh. and then I got my first electric guitar. I don't remember the brand of it. It was I was nine or ten, so I had an acoustic guitar, and I was learning it at that time. Uh, Nirvana. Oh, I love this. What happened? 
I don't know, kind of like I gave up. And then I got into, I stuck with the bit because I always had beats or I always wanted to do drums. And then that's when I got into mixing records mm-hmm. and DJed throughout, you know, the nation in my radio career. That was what I fell back on was actually, I mean, turntables. I had two Ooh, techniques. That's awesome. I didn't use computers at the time until that became relevant and i mixed records learned to beat match and i just i still love it to this day i still have the original turntables that i bought in dallas texas with the 700 dollars my mom helped me scrounge up because that's what i wanted to do led into radio but i still have the turntables that's kind of fun but you you basically you had we kind of shifted our dreams because the same thing with me i I ended up i wanted to go into radio and then i i dabbled and i did work in the music industry in the 1980s but then that kind of that dream died too that's a long story yeah and for a while you know i was kind of focused on tv because i went to j school everyone wanted to be a tv star at the university of missouri i was the kid who wanted to be a radio guy but then i got you know my my feet wet in television and i realized well i can maybe do this but i never did television full time but I was never, um, when I was little kid, I wanted to be a dentist for like a brief moment. I don't okay, know why. That is really wow. hilarious. Terrible, isn't it? No. Why I thought that? People's teeth? Yeah. What intrigued I, you to do that? I, yeah. I have no idea, but it only lasted maybe two months. I, I just remember that coming up. But there was never anything, well, maybe a couple of reasons. There was never anything that I really thought of doing outside of the the you know, professions that I mentioned, yeah. mainly because I don't have any skill or talent to do anything else. So I thought talking on the radio, just opening my mouth, maybe that's the avenue and it somehow worked. It's it's tough because that is true with a lot of us in this industry, you know, is it, what, what do you fall back on? You know, like my good friends were chiropractors when I was going to school. They were all going to be chiropractors and I learned a lot through them. They're like, hey, maybe you should do this. I'm like, no, I'm going to be on the radio. Oh, yeah, now they're chiropractors with million-dollar houses. And, but I kind of <laughs> got into that. I really did. I was intrigued by uh, chiropractic, uh, chiropractors and their practice. And it, it, I was, but did, I just did never... Did chicks dig chiropractors, though? They might like bass players better than chiropractors. They dig their I'm money, thinking. that's yeah. for sure. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> now, Sue, when you were younger, did you? I don't even know, before broadcasting, what was your, what uh, was your I did field? PR. I did PR for a while, and it was fine. But it wasn't. Uh, I, I like to to uh, play with the people more, you know, to see them rather than write a press release. Yeah. I'd rather be chatting or uh, laughing, you know. So that so I ended up here. Well, sometimes <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people do the opposite, right? They end up, and this is where I think yeah. I've drawn the line because I really don't think. I mean, you say things, and then you you are forced into circumstances mm-hmm. if you need a paycheck, for example. But right. I, I don't think I could ever cross into the dark side of PR. I know a lot of people in this industry do it, but yeah, the, like God bless those of you who do it. I just saw my friend Julie Lolly. You guys know Julie. Yeah, I saw her. Yeah, she's uh, bringing the team from El Monstero in on Friday, and Julie's Ooh, awesome nice. at what she does. Yeah. Amazing at what she, she does. She was at the Fox years ago. So there, she's there great. is a certain personality for that, uh-huh. but a lot of broadcast people and, and media people fall into that, not because they're good at it, but because they've worked in this industry. Well, or, and I wouldn't mind, I, I'm not saying it's a, a bad thing, it's just that you, plus, she has a good job for a, a good company to get out. I was, you know, at a trucking company, sending <laughs> right. out newsletters. She's, it's not the same thing. She's doing a lot of fun things. Yeah. I've right. worked with Julie right. for, for years now, and I mean, she always has something fun going on. That's well, the type the of PR I yeah. would want and to do. And she knows everybody, which is what helps her. So. Yes. Yeah. I just thought, anyway, I'll ask Alex that question, see what he says, right? I wonder how many, just hearing <laughs> you guys say that, how many guys get guitars as kids and then just don't... Gave up. Yeah. I, I kind of wanted to do that during the pandemic. I mean, Alex is one of those people that picked up a guitar and kind of started working with it on his own and learned it on his own. I was thinking about it during the pandemic, but I didn't I go back think, to now, it. Now, here, here's a philosophical question, because... <clears throat> 
as much as I would have tried to learn that guitar, I mean, I, I do believe that if you practice things and you work work really hard, you can get yeah, good. Sure. But I also think that there's some, you know, there's some things that people are gifted with. And one of the most impressive things to me going back to music, and I know that, you know, being a brain surgeon is pretty darn impressive, so don't get me wrong. You have all kinds of skills out there, engineers, things yeah. that certainly I can't do. But when I listen to songs, Hayes, I don't know if you ever do this or so, I'm thinking... How in the world did they come up with this great song and the lyric and everything sort of works together and you hear the production and yes I, I'm so it's impressed by and sometimes you know we've talked to enough people that have written songs and I'm curious you know sometimes it happens in five minutes they write a hit song mm -hmm. boom sometimes it takes longer it is a gift it but is. you can teach people a certain amount of things but again some of that stuff you can't teach that and you no, have an awesome producer too think about all the very successful. Artists True. out there, they've had amazing producers that when you hear the original song that the band wrote, it's like, I've heard a few different, you go down a rabbit hole. No, it's and awesome. Just, and it's like, oh my gosh, how did it totally turn into this? That's because they had awesome producers. Well, and what's cool about that is sometimes when you have artists and maybe the <clears throat> the legendary rock star guys like the Petties, the Springsteens, they've released these box sets where they have the earlier versions on there and yeah. you can hear what something might have sounded like. I'm always fascinated by that. Right? The producers obviously don't get enough credit when, when you know, you think about pieces of music. Right. But, but you know those true artists, though they always say, well, "It just came to me. I it know. just came to me, and I wrote yeah. it down." I think that must be a gift, and then you develop it or from like there. They, they, they're like, "I wrote this song in you know ten minutes when we were on the road in a bus, you know, right. in Wyoming." Right. Like, what? <laughs> it just came to me in a dream. I've heard yeah. that too from, uh -huh. from people. Some yeah. are born with it, some aren't. <laughs> you it, know, it is fascinating. All right, how um how many hours of sleep do you? Get it every night, Hayes? I mean, probably six and a half. Oh, not maybe that many, huh? seven. So I don't you know. don't get I'm... very many, do you? No, I get about six and a half, seven. You know? Mm -hmm. So last night, I was, this is something we have to diagnose in the Reardon household, but my wife likes to go to sleep and she falls asleep with the earbuds in, the, oh, air, yeah. the AirPods or whatever you call them, right? And then what I think happens is, because here's what happened at uh, 3 o'clock in the morning. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning. Everything is quiet in, in my house, right? Let me see if I can give you an example of something here. And then all of a sudden, I just hear about as loud as music as I possibly can, just going like this in the middle of when I'm trying to sleep, if I can get it to come on. And it's my wife just blasting out of her iPhone because her AirPods have died. I can't even get oh, my iPhone to work. Was she asleep? Yeah. She was asleep. asleep. So what I think man. happened is the AirPods died, and then... The phone takes over, and whatever she was watching, the volume blasts oh, out. I yeah. bring it up because then, wide awake. Had trouble getting back to sleep. I read this a couple of days ago, though, and, and this is what I tell Becky because she's got sleep issues, and I, I typically don't. They did a study this year, and in your room when you sleep, how dark is it? On a scale of 1 to 10, Hayes, is it completely pitch black? I'd say almost an 8. It has to be. I can't even do the TV anymore. Mm -mm. You're smart, though, that way. I can't do you because sleep it distracts pretty, me. But do you sleep pretty well for those six and a half, seven hours or not? It depends. Okay, any light in your room or not? No, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an 8. I, I, I like yeah. it dark. Okay, as do I, but we seemingly have doors that are cracked open and then a cat will sneak through and there's more light that comes through sometimes that right. I would like. Yeah. But there's a study that came out. Um, that says that even a moderate amount of light in the bedroom, like a nightlight or something like that, can hinder cardiovascular function while sabotaging insulin resistance. Basically, I don't know what that means, except that you're not going to sleep as well, even if you have just a little light. They say, well, most people who sleep with the light on often think they're sleeping fine. They're actually struggling to reach the deepest stages of sleep. Interesting. Well, yeah, Whatever light is impacting the room, a nightlight, the glow from a street lamp outside your phone, that's another thing. That's not good for you. Well, you know, what about a nightlight when you're a kid? I mean, everyone has a nightlight. You know, they you say know? that that up to 40% of Americans fall asleep with a light or a TV on in the bedroom. Some do it on purpose, but 
you've gotten used to it, but what they're saying is that the research will show you that that's not a good thing. I have found, because I've gotten, uh, you know, I get up before the crack of, I get up in the four o'clock hour and have for probably 25 years, and I find that there can't be a nightlight. I can keep it in the bathroom, but that's it. And there's no TV. You really have to become a <laughs> hardcore about it, or you're, it's just yeah. all over. I, I don't like any amount of light. No, even if uh-huh. the, the lights are on in the living room, I fall asleep with the light on. Or now the Christmas tree lights on. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm like, damn it, I gotta go turn I know, that I off. Know. Turn it off, right? You now. know, because it's distracting me. Yeah. Well, we gotta get timers. Well, I mean, it's 2022. Get a timer for the lights, just, and then it goes off. Boom. For the if, Christmas trees, you mean? Yeah. No, I mean for people that want to sleep with the light on. Oh. Set it for like an hour later, then your lights are off and you're going to get to sleep. Well, because I don't know if I, I think I told you this. One of the reasons I had the sound room out yesterday is we had something going on with the uh, the TV. For the longest time, I've gone through this story, don't need to repeat it, but we did not have a television in our bedroom for the longest time. And all of a sudden we decided to put one up because my wife ends up falling asleep in the basement when we're watching TV. And then yeah. she's got to get up and then she's awake. So we started segueing a little bit and watching shows in the bedroom, but something with the remote was not working. So she could turn off the uh, direct TV receiver, but the the light on the TV, so it was a dimmer light, but the TV itself was lit up. So I came into the room a couple of nights and I was out at a concert the other night and I got to climb on the dresser and and plug the TV and she's sleeping fine with the light on, but I, I couldn't even do it with that amount of light. Not a chance. All right, Hayes, we'll have to ask all these questions to Mr. Rich when he's back. Right on. Next week. But I appreciate you coming in this afternoon. Always. Glad Thank to be you here. so much. 443 St. Louis is home for Conservative Talk, 97.1 FM Talk. Yesterday afternoon, I was in a bit of a hurry at the end of the show. I had audio cut of the day. We also had the story that was breaking, and we'll get back into that about the members of the Board of Aldermen that are going to prison after accepting bribes and on those corruption charges. But I, I had a couple of pieces of audio that I was going to revisit late in the show because I, I felt like they deserved revisiting. And I'm going to get to that here, but I'll toss in something else. And all of these are strong contenders for audio cut of the day. But this is for from Oroville, California. And, you know, we, we highlight Libs of TikTok. I love the Babylon Bee. I love Libs of TikTok. Libs of TikTok goes out there. They find the goofiest things that people are posting on TikTok that are real, and then they repost them. And this is what happened with this particular person. This is Marta Schaefer, who runs a TikTok account, which is at um, Schaefer Loves to Read. 13,000 followers. And Libs of TikTok found one of her posts because she's an English teacher. And she has decided, and this is something that, you know, has happened in academia. We, we had the guest, who was it last week, that basically said academia is at the core of all our problems. I do believe that that's true right now. She thinks that grammar and writing rules are based in white supremacy. White supremacy. It's all about white supremacy, ladies and gentlemen. As an educator, I am constantly worried if I am part of the problem. What do I mean by that? Well, public education is an institution that upholds lots of problematic systems in our society, like white supremacy and misogyny and colonization, etc. In my role as an educator, I try to undermine that BS in my classroom as much as I possibly can. I- all right. Well, sorry, I was going to stop it there as much as I was... I mean, it's just nonsense, ladies and gentlemen, isn't it, that people like me have gone on the radio in the past two to three years in particular and tried to convince innocent listeners that some teachers in America are trying to indoctrinate their students. That's that's just pure fantasy. It never happens. Sorry, sorry I digress. I teach high school English and whoo! The white supremacy runs deep. What do I mean by that? Well, let's look at how we write essays. Start with an introduction that includes a thesis. Always cite your sources. Use transition words like however and therefore. These are all made up rules. They're arbitrary. They were created by Westerners in power. <laughs> I, 
I, I don't even know where to start with that. The, the, the rules are all made up. All the grammar rules are white supremacists. We also learned yesterday, this is where this ties in from an audio perspective. All right, we're going to weave a little narrative here this afternoon. Do you know why we have climate change? Do you know why we have climate change? If you don't know why, Jane Fonda is going to tell you. It's because of white supremacy, ladies and gentlemen. If there were no racism, there'd be no climate crisis. If there was no misogyny, there'd be no climate crisis. It's a it's part of a mindset. It's the mindset that looks at a woman and says, nice. Yeah, um, I don't I don't know how that relates to climate change, but um, women never look at men and they, they don't say nice ass, do they? They never do that. Women are pure as the driven snow. I mean. Women who used to be men. I got to separate those out, I think. Speaking of which, this is one of my favorites. I did play this yesterday because it's just so glorious. This is an LGBTQ activist. This is Libs of TikTok as well. Not happy. Now, I'm trying to help those of you out there who have family members who have pronouns because you're going to be thrown off at Christmas dinner. You're not going to know whether to refer to your niece or your nephew as he, him, or she, her. Let this LGBTQ activist help you out here with some guidelines and maybe some training tools, ladies and gentlemen. Here's, here's my update on how I clicker trained my family to get my correct pronouns now that I'm a trans person. Yeah, you heard her right. Clicker trained. So she's using the little clicker that we use to train dogs to train her relatives. This is real, not made up, to use her correct pronouns. Um... So first of all, a lot of people are asking what treat I was using. Um, if you don't know, for circus dogs, when they do something that we like, we click that behavior and then we give them a treat. Um, I did not use it as a positive marker like that for uh, my family because I'm not going to treat them for basic human decency. I instead used it as a negative marker. So every time they said she, I would click so that they would start to associate a click with a she in their head and would start to automatically self-correct. Um, oh, my. I forgot to take into account the fact that I have an auditory processing disorder and live at like a 15 second delay from everybody and everything else. Of course she does. I mean, how could we have not assumed that? And so um, I wasn't able to click as much as I wanted to. So it wasn't super effective on that aspect. I think I'm going to need a new invention that counteracts auditory processing in order to get that right. But... I did explain to them what this was for and why I was doing it, and then I carabinered it to my hip at all times. And I definitely had several occasions where a family member would start to say something, look at it, pause, and then purposefully gender me correctly. And that happened at least three or four times. So it was effective, but not entirely. Yeah, these are real people. These are not made up. And thank God you have libs of TikTok exposing this. Now, in a fair media world, you'd have, let's think about this, you'd have... Think about how much they love to make fun of Trump. And let's be honest, and I've been honest about this. Trump says a lot of stupid stuff. All right. He has. He kind of masters in that. But they feature it all the time on the nationals. When Jane Fonda says something as ridiculous as climate change is caused by misogyny and racism, no one highlights that at all. It's barely going to get any attention whatsoever. But it's just a bunch of nonsense. We'll have another audio cut of the day. Something else, actually, I've singled out for today. In the next hour here on 97.1 FM Talk, we got a new catcher in the St. Louis Cardinals organization. Organization. And Matt Pauley's at the winter meeting is going to give us an update in the next hour. Also, former state senator Jeff Smith will be with us. And Jeff, of course, um, went he, he lied to the FBI, went to federal prison over a campaign mailer, got out. 
has done quite well for himself, but he, he definitely has some perspective on what Lewis Reed and Jeffrey Board and uh, Jeffrey Boyd rather and John Collins Muhammad are going to experience when they go to the big house after being sentenced yesterday. So that's all coming up. Also, got to mention Spain because we're heading to Spain next year. is going to be an amazing trip. Mike Kenny was on with me last week. We still have some open spots, and I do want to kind of emphasize what Mike said. You know, think about experiences. You can buy things, you can buy a new car, you can have material things, or you can really take your family on experiences. And especially, I think what we learned during the pandemic, where you don't know how much time you're going to have left. If you've never been to Europe, if you've never been to Spain, this is a great way to dip your feet in the water. It's an organized trip, and we have some things that we're going to do that are, I guess, touristy, but a lot of free time as well. So we leave on the 23rd of April from St. Louis to uh, Germany on Lufthansa. We've got great airfare that is secured. We're going to start in Madrid for three nights, a high-speed train over to Barcelona. Never been to Barcelona. I mentioned last week David Young, my friend at the sound room, said it's his favorite, favorite European city overall. Mine is Paris, but I'm Prepared to be convinced otherwise when we go to Spain. So go to defineddestinations.com. Defineddestinations.com. You can find out all the information. I've also pinned the uh, details on the trip at the top of my Twitter site, which is at Mark Reardon, KFTK. Third hour coming up on St. Louis's home for conservative talk. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 